you get there and cameraman's setting up his stuff. Then the actress got there and I talked to her and he was still setting up his stuff. And then I got time to like shoot the thing. And it was just, I mean, it was, I couldn't really get it going. <laughs> you couldn't get it just, going? No. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I'd like to tell you about a great podcast I recently discovered. It's called Mindful in Minutes. Mindful in Minutes is an award-winning meditation podcast hosted by Kelly Smith, a global renowned yoga and meditation teacher and the founder of Yoga for You. Each week, Kelly shares a simple but powerful guided meditation practice to help you find stillness within your everyday life in just minutes. Kelly's meditations are grounded and designed for new and experienced meditators alike. And with over 200 guided meditations with topics from anxiety, insomnia, self-love, and morning productivity, you'll definitely be able to find a practice that is perfect for your day. Listen to Mindful in Minutes anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really, the how, what, when, where, why of it all. Today, my guest is Vince. Now, Vince, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? My secret is I've acted in amateur porn films. Oh, yay. Okay, let's talk about it. When did you do that? I It was um, the first thing I did was five years ago. Five years five ago. Five and a half years. Yeah, and then it was for a period of, um, and it wasn't anything like glamorous or anything like that. It was just sort of a very amateur stuff, but um, mm-hmm. and for a period for about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And that, it wasn't very many. It was probably... Eight. Does movies, anybody maybe. in your in your family or friends know? No. <laughs> Ooh, look at me. I'm like getting so excited no. right now. I love a good secret secret. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's 
I mean, for, you know, people who know me and know my personality, mm-hmm. that would be the last thing they would ever think. I mean, the last thing ever they would ever think. So, okay, let's go back um, five years ago. What was going on in your life before that? Can you say your occupation or? No, I, yeah, I can say it. I'm, uh, I'm a musician mm-hmm. and um, I also do a little teaching too. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you, you asked what was going on before that? Yeah. Well, what was going on I before? Was, I can tell you, I was um, just kind of living my normal life, you know. But what happened, I think that sort of uh, was the impetus for it was I had lost some weight Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and got into better shape. And it was always something, I mean, I was always sort of like a, a I had like these ambition. Anyway, it was always something that I had sort of fan. Like, I mean, I guess most guys would sort of fantasize about that when they're watching, you know, porn, porn like, can I do it? that? Can it, oh, can, yeah. Could I ever do Is that? Is that a fantasy? Just, Is that a fantasy for guys? I didn't know that. I mean, maybe not a, an official fantasy, but maybe, it must be something that most guys think like, wow, could I do that? Well, I, you know, I, I wonder if I could do that. I wonder how I'd be that kind mm. of thing. So I had always thought that. And, you know, I had a friend, a close friend, and we always kind of joked about, yeah, we should make some amateur porn and like produce it or something. Even it was just one of those things you say when you have a few drinks, it was something that you, you know, you never, because I feel like it's sort of a line you cross. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, in some ways, it's, it's out there forever. And then there's, it's kind of like, there's no coming back from it. Not that it's going to no, cause a no disa- disaster. Yeah, exactly. No. exactly. <laughs> but, but I have a question. Did you used to always watch a lot of porn? Like when was, when did you first see porn when you were younger? Do you remember? You know, in fact, that's I'm a little older. I mean, this was the nineties. Yeah. Um, but you know, before the internet really. So I think, you know, I was in high school, someone had a video or something like that, or, you know, but it was never, you know, when, it, when I really started watching it was, I guess when the, with the rise of like the tube sites, like Pornhub and I guess mm-hmm. 2008, 2009, when the free content started coming online, then I, you know, became more of a watcher, really, you know. I just remember I saw it so young, you know, the Skinamax, you know, and it would come in fuzzy okay. on the TV and you'd kind of be sure. able to see it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't have money to they uh, obviously my parents didn't have money to pay for it. So we'd be like, oh, you can kind of see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but yeah, that's, you know, 2008, 2009. I remember mm-hmm. when I first heard about um, Pornhub. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, that was like that there was, you know, free. There were before that there were some sites that would have, mm-hmm. remember, I think in 2007 or 2008, there were sites that would have little clips, I've, you know, just little clips for movies. Yeah. But Pornhub was kind of revolutionary. In a lot of ways, it was bad, you know, with. I don't know how anyone in that industry really makes money when everything is free. No, they actually don't anymore unless they produce it themselves. They don't really make money. Exactly. So, yeah, that's when I started really watching it. It became, Mm -hmm. remember I had my, I had a desktop computer before that, but then I got a laptop and I had an iPad too. Although I never got as into the iPad. You know, it's like, it's sort of like cocaine or something. Or It's a total, it's a complete addiction. Yeah, sure. No, I actually deal with a lot of, mostly men, but still a lot of women, they are addicted to porn. It's it's that fantasy. The fantasy becomes the reality more than the reality. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, 2009-ish or so, I started watching more. Mm -hmm. And then 
I think there's this process of desensitization too, because it just becomes normal. Yeah. And I, that's, I think, when I, I really started thinking more about what first it was just watching it. And but then I started thinking um, about like, wow, could it just more as a fantasy? Can I really, could I do this? Could I be in a room? room full of people and, and really can I, it just, it takes a certain breed. I thought, you know, like, <laughs> I would say it probably does, you know, have a little bit of so, a, that exhibitionism going on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the seeds of, of that whole thing, I guess started there. I had, uh, lost some weight, started mm-hmm. losing some weight in 2017. Mm-hmm. And then I got down to, uh, um, I wasn't super, super heavy, but, and I wasn't really heavy growing up. I had gained weight in my twenties and thirties, but then I had gotten back down to a decent weight. And I, I, I just, that, that idea was still there that had been there, that sort of fantasy about it. And then I thought, I don't know, I was reaching out to some people online okay, and talking like in about a chat, it. In a chat group or something? There were people I was, you know, it's sort of related to some things I was doing too. I was, you know, I, maybe in a way I kind of had like a sexual addiction. I was seeing dominatrixes and stuff. Um, oh, wait, wait, pause. And wait, 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 wait. You were seeing dominatrix. That's another, is that another secret? That's, that was something I shared with some friends, not with family, but, but that was something I had shared with some friends. That was something I wasn't, and that was not yeah. really sexual. I mean, it was all sort of, you know. Control. I mean, it was sexual in a sense. I wasn't having sex with them. I was experimenting with bondage and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that kind of further like wet my appetite for that world and further um, got me acclimated to like that world. Mm-hmm. So you had asked, so yeah, there were a few dominatrix um Dominatrices, would that be the plural? Of, I, I always say dominatrixes, but um, there are a few that I had, I kind of, you know, worked with a little bit or, you know, I was, I could say a client of, and then I had mentioned it with them. Mm-hmm. And what happened, how, how I really started was there was an, uh, and I was at the time I was going on Craigslist and they were, since they maybe changed it, but there was, there were ads for, um, yeah, for models and like that kind of thing. And like, yeah. you know, it was, it's coded a little bit, but you kind of know what it's about. So I think it was an ad that I saw for, um, you know, men wanted for some amateur stuff. And I, in this, again, this was nothing like glamorous. This is like real gonzo stuff where you're shooting in someone's apartment and there's honestly, I don't think a lot of them are, are glamorous. Don't <laughs> no, <it's not>. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know, actually, you know, I'm wrong about that. What would happen was, okay, this is what it was. Okay. There was a dominatrix that I was seeing and her, she and her, I don't know if it was her husband or boyfriend, they were making some amateur content okay. and they wanted me to audition. <gasps> so did you? I did. Yes, I did. Okay. That's what you have to take us that through. Was, so take us through the okay. audition process for an amateur porn. Okay. So, yeah. So. Um, it was basically, and I'd known her a little bit. I'd gotten comfortable with her, but I had never met her husband or boyfriend. She said, yeah, he films the stuff and like, you know, I'll direct it. And it was just basically like a solo scene just to see if I could do this stuff on camera. Mm -hmm. So uh, we set up a time and went to her apartment and it was like, you want the details? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So it's basically like she, she was on camera direct, like her husband was operating the camera and she had said, you know, this is, can you really do this in front of like, you know, my husband's going to be operating the camera. And I was like, whoa, man. I mean, I, were you nervous? Kind of a, well, yeah, I was definitely nervous. And I thought like I had never, you know, my sexual experiences 
involve women. They were really like men around, you know what I mean? Like, so I felt like, can, like, is this going to be weird? Can I do this? But again, I mean, I think I, to me it was, I think there is sort of like a sexual addiction aspect to it because it was like this charge, like this rush. It was almost like, like that part of my brain was really, it was like a drug. It's like, you know, I remember driving there and calling my friend and saying, I'm really going to do this. And she was just like, you're crazy. (laughs) She sort of thought it was funny, but so I went in and then I met him and, and he was filming. I think he just had like an iPhone or something. I can't remember what he was using exactly, but, and she said, okay, you know, they, they we talked about what we we're going to do. And she said, she's directing me and he's filming. And it was just basically like strip and take all your clothes off and you kind of do your solo scene where you, you know, yeah. you have to masturbate and to completion and, and they want to kind of see if you can do that on camera. So and, did and you, um, was it easy? Was it hard? Like how, how did you, how was the outcome of that audition? You know, like believe it or not, I, that was, that outcome was good. That good. was, good. <laughs> it was good. Yay. <laughs> it was like, that was, it was fairly easy. Okay. Um, yeah. And so yeah, you're driving, I mean, it, it, you're driving away. And then what's your thought? It kind of just, uh, wet my appetite for more. I thought like, wow. Cause I can remember, you know, he was this kind of burly dude and he's filming it. And, mm-hmm. but she was, she can be seen and heard on camera. Kind of, she didn't participate. She was basically directing it. It's like, okay, do this. And like, you know, let me, yeah. you know, she's like encouraging me and directing it and he's filming. But yeah, no, I was able to do it and like, you know, get right into it. I wasn't nervous. It was like, all right, strip. And I was like, bam. I mean, I, I sort of, I don't know. I just sort of became this character or whatever, but it, I felt like it was an aspect of me. It felt like it felt fine. Really. It didn't, it wasn't like I did. And I thought, Oh my God, what have I done? I, you know, it was, it was, I was cool with it. Oh, I so, love it. Okay. Yeah. So we did that. Mm-hmm. And then, then after that, but see, I'm in an area, I'm in, I don't want to say exactly, I don't want to say exactly where I am, but I'm not in LA. I'm not in a big city. Like so you're in a small move, town somewhere. Yes. Things mm-hmm. move slowly. So I did that in the fall of, you know, in the fall. And then I didn't do anything again until I had another friend who was, I saw who was a dominatrix and she was trying to get into filming content and we filmed the scene. And it was more like this too. It was more like a solo scene. It was more like a domination Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. domination theme. Were you where, getting dominated um, or was she getting dominated? I was getting dominated. Yes. Got you. Got you. And we kind of worked out the scene. It was kind of like the same situation and we did that and that was, and I knew her pretty well. So I was comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. That went well, but I can tell you where things started to really like go off the tracks where I hit some yes. roadblocks. Let's okay, do it. So <laughs> we do the, I have these two scenes under my belt and I think, oh, this is, you know, it's I'm cool. a pro. You're like, I got yeah. this. So then yeah, then, uh, so that was, I did that second thing in the winter time. Then I remember by that I had hooked up with this cameraman mm-hmm. who had done, um, like legitimate things. He had filmed some legitimate stuff around town. Like he was an editor and he was like a real camera guy. Okay. He wanted to get into this stuff and he wanted to produce, um, some videos. And so I hooked up with him mm-hmm. and now this was like my first real boy girl shoot. This was that spring, the following spring in May. Mm-hmm. And there was an actress we got from, he was basically producing it, um, mm-hmm. an actress he got from, she was from out of town, she was from New England or something, but she had done some stuff, like she was nice, cool and everything. And yeah, he got her for the scene and I had checked out some of her stuff mm-hmm. and I talked to her on the phone and she was really cool. So she came in from, I forget it was Connecticut or Rhode Island, whatever, she drove in and we'd gotten this, he'd gotten this room at the Holiday Inn. In the Holiday Inn? <laughs> I yeah, love yeah. it. I, I, I so, love it. 
So I remember the night before that I was I was a little nervous, but I was like, I don't know. I was Wait, just sort my of question up for you. Were you getting paid this time or no? I was barely getting really paid. I mean, it was it was never for the money with the guys. I know, I know, money. I know. But like, did you get yeah. paid for that one? I think I got a little travel money, but I basically like the, the, the majority the money went to her. Got um, it. Okay. So I really I was just kind of like, I want to start getting my name out there as an actor and he was he wanted to you know set this up so yeah i hardly got i think i got a little travel money but nothing i mean i might have gotten 50 bucks or something um so yeah so we do the scene uh well, well, well get to that so it's the day of the scene and mm-hmm. um i you know i was a little, i mean i was a little nervous but i mean i wasn't i sort of wasn't really thinking i wasn't that i thought i didn't in my mind i wasn't that nervous really okay. until i got there Okay. But then we get to, I, I, so, and this is such a, it's such a, like a clinical, such a, you get there and cameraman setting up his stuff mm-hmm. and he was like a little kind of like uh, apprehensive about bringing like all this stuff through the hallway. He didn't want to put it. So yeah, we found he was this, hiding I it somehow. Him. Yeah. We found this door that's like a little inconspicuous and like a side and we're like bringing, he's got like lights and all this stuff and he sets up the lights and everything. And then the actress got there and I talked to her and he was still setting up his stuff. And then I got time to like shoot the thing and I, it was just, I mean, it was, I couldn't really get it going. <laughs> you, you couldn't know, get it just, going? Like, no, it was, I remember. We were, was it the know, pressure? We, it was just everything. It was just, you're in this very clinical environment. Like you've mm-hmm. got this big, burly camera dude. He was a nice guy too, but he's got these lights. He's got, and, and, the, and the actress, she was very nice. She was very professional, but cameraman setting up his stuff. And like I said, that was taking forever. And then finally, after an hour or whatever it was, we got time to like do. And then um, I just some uh question about what exactly we were going to do and mm-hmm. and um as far as for the scene but i guess we decided to kind of let it evolve organically um just naturally but i remember i just i knew i had a problem that i just i just couldn't get like my equipment going <laughs> no <laughs> you know, listen you know as an actor so went, a professional was, actor even when i do love scenes and it, it's so clinical and you actually have to work it out or there's too much pressure and you don't yeah. know so i can imagine be like let's see what happens with all those yeah. lights and people looking oh, at i know you. I know actually it was a little, perform all the way you know it was yeah it was a little cold in that hotel room our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. But I remember, I just, yeah, it made it even worse. So I remember, yeah. I just couldn't, in like that morning, mm-hmm. you know, not to get too graphic or anything, but I remember the night before, like I didn't like do anything with myself. You know, I didn't yeah. like, I mean, I made sure be, for like. Get ready yeah. for tomorrow. <laughs> yes, exactly. I get it. So, but that morning I sort of like tested myself out a little bit, you know, like, can, like, can I get this going? And I was, I felt like, felt good. Okay. And I went to like, yeah, but when, you know, when it got time to really shooting it, I just couldn't get anything going. I remember when I went to the bathroom, I thought, like, I'll try to, like, get myself going in there. And I remember the bathroom was cold. It was, like, cold kind of a mm-hmm. – I was in there. I was trying to um, get things going. Mm-hmm. And it just – it was not happening at all. And, and, I mean, not at all. Like I was saying, it was like that feeling where, where you're at the doctor's office or something. You might be a little nervous. And, like, the last thing on your mind would be trying to get aroused. Like, you, yeah. you, would, you know what I mean? And – it was strange to me because I just, it wasn't, I didn't know what it was really. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the actress was pretty, she was nice. I think it was just this whole, um, I have total respect for, for the guys that can act in these films just to be able to turn it on like that under all circumstances or different circumstances. I'm sure they have problems occasionally, but I, I just, I mean, I couldn't even really get it going a little bit. So I'm in there and, mm-hmm. and, and, it, you know, I kind of popped out for a minute and I was talking to them and, and, I think they were patient and understanding, but I, I mean, I felt like just an idiot, you know what I mean? I felt like I was, <laughs> I just felt and stupid. then that makes it worse, right? Where you're yeah, like sure. beating it, yourself it, up in there. Like, come on, it come did, on. <laughs> it did make it worse. Yeah. So we were able, we weren't really able to film like a whole um, movie really, but we were able to do like a few scenes Um, mm-hmm. not to be too graphic. We did like an oral scene and we did, we tried to do a few other things, but it was, there was no like, <laughs> no like, you know, not to be too grand. There's no like penetration scene. Yes. Really, I just couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't do it. And it was fine. I mean, it was pretty funny because I tend to to talk when I get nervous. So I was, I was talking to mm-hmm. her. You know, it was like, in some ways, it was like, and he's got the camera rolling, and and I'm trying to compensate for my failure by being like a little funny, and I'm a little neurotic, and it's like Woody Allen making a porn or something. It was, it was just ridiculous. And at one point, the cameraman, he's kind of like heckling me a little bit, <laughs> and it's just, it was. It was just, it was a, I have to say it was a, a it was a failure. It was absolutely a failure. Just, and, a bu- just, just did not do your best, right? You no, just, and, no. A for effort. I, I'll give you an A for effort. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. But yeah, it was just a weird feeling. I mean, I got there, like mm-hmm. I said, that morning I felt, I kind of felt like, okay, I can do this. And I just got there and it was just, it was this, the, I tried to get myself going, but it was, it was like the opposite of being around. I could not, it, could I could not do it. I could not do it at all. So then, you know, he still wound up, well, he, what he did was he mm-hmm. filmed a little solo scene with the actress when I was trying to get my stuff together. And so he was able to, I think, use that a little bit. And then he like cut it and make it look a certain way. The, yeah. The, so he's, yeah. yeah, just as a standalone solo scene for her. Mm-hmm. Then we did, we were able to like do an oral scene and, um, that kind of thing. So some of that I think was usable, but yeah, the most, I remember when he was editing it, he just told me it was hard to edit because it was just so ridiculous. And he was trying to take out all my talking, but that's something I, I, I learned. I just to preview oh a little bit, I learned, I, yeah, I learned a lot. I, I did learn a lot from it. Just the mm-hmm. two things I learned was 
just to keep your mouth shut. I mean, just don't talk. Your, yeah, just to keep your mouth shut. And um, I also learned to like take a little chemical help before the next scene, which I did, and I had a better like Viagra or something. That my friend gave me a, a Cialis. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Cialis. Cialis. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, uh, so there was a second time after that. Was it with the same yeah. cameraman or a different? No, it was with a different. Okay. Uh, a, a different camera person, and um. So, what made you want to do it the the time a- after? Wasn't that traumatizing, or you were like, "I can do this. Well, I can do this." I just I wanted to redeem myself. It's like Got you know, it. kind of thing. You know, you you have a miserable failure. You crash and burn, and you say, "I've got to try this again." So, and I okay. knew I thought if I if I fail at this one, then I'm not cut out for it. But this one had a much better outcome. Okay. This was yeah, and this was so this was couple months later so it was may that i had that failure yeah and it, i mean i tried to laugh about it it was funny and the it is funny was... it's great listen it's good you're <clears throat> putting yourself out there and trying something new and you're not always going to succeed the first time it's okay <laughs> yeah i mean if i were if you were to watch it, it it's just it's so ridiculous i'm just <laughs> jabbering like the whole time and, and the more i'm failing the more i'm like talking and she was a good sport and uh it, it was just it was ridiculous but so, but I remained on good terms with the camera man, and we actually filmed something. Um, we filmed some something after that. We filmed mm-hmm. another domination type scene that oh, was okay. a year later. But yeah, so I well, I wanted to redeem myself, and I um and by the way, he put this stuff online. Okay. So it's 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 like that's it's kind of like. How did it feel being it, online? It was a little. I mean, it was a little weird, but. My feeling about that is there's so much stuff online now. You just mm-hmm. there's such an ocean Saturation. of stuff. Yes, that, yes. That your kind of can kind of remain anonymous. It was on one of the tubes. It was on actually. It was on X videos. It was on Pornhub too. It's mm-hmm. since he since took it. Well, Pornhub had a like a purge of their content. They purged a lot of their stuff. Like so, you, uh, so yours got years purged. Ago. Yeah. Well, I think if unless you yeah if you went through you had to go through like a re-authentic mm. re-verification process or something and and he was legit and stuff but I I think he didn't want to bother with that but yeah there, it was on there was a copy of it too um, it was actually on X videos at one point for a while so here's my and, question for you with that have you made any money from that mm-mm. no okay nothing, nothing yeah okay so let's get back to your triumphant return. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this was okay. This is better. I okay. there was um, and at this point I had joined a, a website that's um, it's called Sexy Jobs. Mm-hmm. It's for um, adult performers who want to reach out to producers and that kind of a thing. Okay. So I joined that and I had connected with a woman who's a few hours away. Mm-hmm. She was working with. Again, this is really very gonzo you know not glamorous stuff at all really just kind of people making amateur content yeah she was working with a woman who was producing a video and she i told her you know i had shown her i showed her something else i I certainly didn't show her that failure scene i think i showed her like a solo scene or something and then we we set up a um uh a date to work together um so it was a different camera person it was her her friend or her so-called manager whatever um she was filming it and producing it. So mm-hmm. I went out, this was a few hours away. I went and did a shoot with them. And now mm-hmm. that was the one I was prepared. My friend had given me mm-hmm. that pill and he told me to take it. And I took it and that scene went much better. I was actually able, we were actually able to film like a real movie. So I, and I, I remembered, I remembered, I thought, I said to myself, 
just keep your mouth shut. Just don't talk. <laughs> and and it, I I was respectable in that one. I I was really. I'm not saying I was. You know, I'm not. I saying know I you like did your job, Peter but listen. But I was I was okay. I was. It was a respectable performance. But here's the thing I love that you keep giving these you this tip. Don't talk. If you're going to go into porn or yeah, amateur I mean, porn, do not talk. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. I, I mean, especially for the guys are just like ornaments, really. I mean, it all exists. Yeah. You know, most yeah. of it, it's all it's driven about the by women. Yes, yes. men who want to watch women. So, like, no one wants to hear some guy jabbering, <laughs> especially some neurotic Woody Allen dude. I mean, it was just, it was outrageous. I couldn't believe I was that bad. Um, oh but yeah, God, this time I funny. just thought, okay, I'm not going to talk. Okay. But the difficulty with this one was, and I, I was, I we were able to shoot like a whole, see, you know, several, you know, the whole scene with several mm-hmm. acts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was good. It was fine. Um, the only issue with that was mm-hmm. that had challenges too, because. What were the challenges? The, uh, the producer, uh, the camera woman, producer lady, mm-hmm. she was cool and everything, but she had this style of shooting and what do I know? I'm no veteran or anything, but instead of just like rolling, letting you like kind of do your thing organically and rolling, she would say, okay, we're going to shoot this oral scene. And then (laughs) she'd take 15 minutes to set up the camera and and different angles. I mean, I, you know, she didn't really have that much equipment. She had less equipment than the camera guy that I worked with before, but she had lights and stuff, but so she's taking forever to set the scene up and bump. And then, okay, then we do that. We do the oral scene. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, okay, stop. Then she's taking like 15 or 20 minutes to set up for like the other whatever or whatever else we're going to do following that. So like in between, you just your momentum is broken. Welcome to the world of filming. That is is every actor, whether you're in porn or regular actors, like worst nightmare. Welcome. Welcome to the club. But it's it's even I feel like it's even worse with this because yes, I mean, you, know, you have to you have to get yourself. So I would you know just be sitting and standing around. That's like okay, start resume this. And it's like what the what yeah. the hell? I mean, and then I did have some mild issues with that. The I you know I had some mild issues like getting going in between, mm-hmm. but I was still able to 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 do it. And then we were able to you know get you know the climax and everything, the pop shot, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I, I was able to actually fulfill my role you know even though i had a few minor problems um but yeah that was the challenge with that one and it was just ridiculous i mean this kept happening it was like okay do this scene then okay i'm gonna set up and it was sometimes it was like 20 minutes in between and she's messing with the lights and that's like okay start again and and man i mean how can you do that like especially with something like you're supposed to you know ejaculate stuff yes yeah turn it on again and then and then it would just be so yeah. So, but that was the one where I redeemed myself. I felt like Yay. I redeemed myself. Yay. Congrats, Vince. Congrats. Thanks. So here's the thing. Are you going to do it again? Are you going to, I, is this going to be a part of your life? Is this, is it become an addiction? How are you feeling? I, I would, yeah, I would love to do it again. It's just that <laughs> where, the area where I am, it's tough and there's not much happening here. And I had made some, I had tried to reach out to some more, you know, like, um, real whatever you want to call it real producers or some LA yeah. kind of producers and so and just to get and and I I just I part of me felt like I I don't really have what it takes to really be like a real <laughs> guy that can just go in like a caveman and just yeah. have sex with you under any circumstance I felt like I don't I know I don't have that right um and then there's not much really being made where I am but I th- my I thought my strength was where I did the best was solo scenes I had no problem 
Mm -hmm. It's totally no problem. And then like doing these uh, domination themed Mm -hmm. um, scenes. I've done a few like with that original cameraman. We did another one Mm -hmm. where I play like a a peeping Tom um, proprietor of a motel. And I'm Mm -hmm. peeping and watching this woman and she catches me. I had set up a camera. And that was great. And there was a little acting involved. And that was done with an actress outside of where I am. And she had done some stuff. She was, yeah, she had to experience. And, and that was, I, I enjoyed the acting aspect and kind of doing some lines and yeah, kind of riffing and stuff like that. I felt like that was more my strength than actually just going in and being like this caveman and just being able well, to Well, just do- being the prop then. It's just being yeah, the prop. Yeah. Is that what I, I completely get that. But <clears throat> How does it feel now? Because this is the first time you've said this secret out loud. How are you feeling right now? Does it feel freeing? It, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, it feel yeah, it feels good. It, again, in in to me, I've sort of been desensitized, really. Like mm-hmm. I've been a little desensitized, really. So uh, mm-hmm. to me, it almost feels like it's normal to do this stuff. Yeah. But I remember that that this was a gradual process, and in the beginning, it, it was. I mean, it's still not completely normal now, but the beginning, like I was just, it, uh, to me, I would have thought it was the most outrageous thing, but now, you, you know, it's like you get kind of um, used to it in a way. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously if everyone found out, it would be scandal or it would be bad. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, if there wasn't such a stigma about it, I would, I'd be okay with telling people, but. Yeah, but here's the thing, sex to- work is actually coming less stigmatized so maybe this is the first step of you actually leaning into this hobby that could be a career who knows who knows right the whole thing i love is that you're willing to come on right now and share it with us and share your truth and and a very funny story which i very much appreciated this morning so thank you for that yeah thank you (laughs) is there anything else you want to add before we get off yeah, sure. You know, I have a question for you. Yeah. Like, I would like to get a female opinion about this. So sure. if this is like part of my history of something I've done, like, mm-hmm. I always wonder, I told, um, I've like, when you're dating somebody, do you think it's something that and he had a little history of this stuff? Would you feel like it would be something that he should tell you or no, not I mean, tell I you think or... that's a personal preference. If, if you're okay. dating someone, if you're with someone for a while and they become a significant other, I think that would be an important time to reveal. But if you just start dating someone, I don't think that's relevant for them to know. I always believe when you start dating, you don't overshare at first. You, you sure. ask questions, you ask about the other person and see if they're a good fit for you before you divulge every dark secret you've ever had in your life. So, And I don't yeah. think it would hinder someone wanting to be in a relationship with someone. But I don't know. That's just me. Everybody has different preferences, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I wonder about that. And even the job I have, I, I don't don't know if I'd automatically be fired for that. It, it's, well, you're it a teacher, right? So I don't know either. So I, I have no clue. Yeah. But here's but the thing. Think... Your secret is, is it's okay to reveal and live your truth at the same time. Sure, sure. <laughs> and again, I think that the stigma attached to adult work is, is sort of fading away a little yes. bit. I mean, I, I think a lot I, of it. I think. A yeah. Lot I mean, I, yeah. yeah, it's not, I, I feel like it's totally different from even the nineties. I mean, I feel like the internet really changed everything and, and it, well, made it, it normalized easy people, but, it, you know, kids yeah, are seeing yeah. porn as, er, as young as six and eight years old, which is not yeah. okay. But, but I'm so grateful you came on. I'm so grateful okay. you reached thank out. You. This has been such a fun interview. So thank you for coming on. <laughs> thank you so much. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com.
Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 